This is AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by DuPont. Together, we can feed the world. DuPont commits 60% of its R&D dollars toward this goal. From working with farmers and growers around the world to increase crop yields, to developing a wide range of packaging materials that enable food to be transported without spoilage, we're working every day to get more good food to more people. Providing for the needs of a growing population will help developing countries prosper and foster economic growth around the world. Welcome to the Global Collaboratory. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Hello, I'm Ken Root. This week's guest is U.S. Senator Mike Johans from Nebraska. Senator Johans is a past governor of Nebraska, then served as U.S. Secretary of Agriculture in the George W. Bush administration, before returning to Nebraska to run for U.S. Senator. Senator Johans, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Senator, the USDA celebrated its 150th anniversary back on May 15th. You were the 28th U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. What does it mean to you for that department to still be in existence and still serving the same clientele as it did when President Lincoln put it into effect back in 1862. You know, this is what's so interesting about 150 years uh, uh, USDA being in existence. When Lincoln founded USDA, his whole idea was, look, we've got farmers out there who need the best technology. We need to put in their hands the ability to be more productive and, and to feed their families and to feed others you know what? USDA has not really strayed from that mission. That's the remarkable thing about this. If you look at the core mission of USDA, what what did we do when I was there and have continued to do and did we've done for 150 years? We got good information in the hands of farmers. We encouraged things like research and market promotion to make it more possible for them to feed the world. And that mission continues today. Senator, the current farm legislation runs out September 30th. Your committee in the Senate has passed a bill, so in effect you've done your part. But it looks like it's got a long way to go before it gets through the Senate, the House, and signed by the President. What do you think it's going to take to get a farm bill passed by the end of September? Um, Ken, if we can get a bill uh, to the Senate floor and in 40-some senators, bipartisan, have joined in a letter to the majority and minority leaders saying, please schedule time. We need to act on a farm bill. If we can move it across the Senate floor, the House today is already, uh, as I speak to you, uh, talking about the farm bill that they have in mind. Needless to say, they're critical of some of the things done on the Senate side and have a different idea and this and that. But if they can move farm policy through, then we've got something to take to conference. And that's when the arm wrestling can occur and we can hopefully come out with a conference report that is a agreed upon bill that can get passed and off to the to the president. So uh, I think this is still a tough battle. But having said that, the first steps are being taken and that's encouraging. Senator, let me turn back to your chamber because the Southern senators voted against this bill, saying it didn't have enough in it for peanuts and rice. 
do you think they'll support it in its present form when it comes to the floor? The Southerners are not enamored. Um, it's so interesting to watch how these things uh, divide up uh, out here in Washington. Uh, you know, typically you see this Democrat-Republican split, but I've said over and over again through the years, that's not what defines farm policy. It's regional and it's crop-based. And so uh, there were no votes from the Southerners on the Senate Ag Committee. That sends a signal to other Southern senators that there's a problem with the bill. So we still have our work cut out for us in the Senate. Um, in a fairly bipartisan way, again, there was criticism of the bill not being good for all crops on the House side. And that, like I said, they're just weighing in on that literally today. So, but that's that's kind of where farm bills come from. That's that's the give and take in the process, and so I, I urge people not to be discouraged by that. I happen to like what came out of the Senate Ag Committee. Others don't. We've got to continue to work to come up with a bill that works. Senator Johans, let me turn to another detractor, that being Republican Senator Colburn from Oklahoma, who wants to put a cap on crop insurance premium subsidies at 40000 do you think he has a chance of getting the votes to get that done? Because of the fact that this bill really turned to risk management, keep in mind the bill saves $23, $24 billion. Keep in mind that the countercyclical and the direct payment are eliminated in the Senate version. Well, what's left? Well, it's really crop insurance, and that's what Farmers were saying to us, you know, we, we know we're going to lose the direct payment. The countercyclical hasn't kicked in for a long time for us, <clears throat> but please do all you can to try to keep us on, on the risk management approach, uh, which means we know we're going to have to pay premiums to have this coverage. Well, I just think that's an uphill battle for the senator, for Senator Coburn. Why? Because there's been dramatic changes here. There's been savings. And again, a point that's going to get lost here, if we don't mention it over and over again, is that it's not just the $23, $24 billion we saved here. We saved about 8 to $10 billion before we even started this process. So you've got a savings in the vicinity of $30 billion. There is a point at which I just think we've got to head in the risk management way. And if we, we cap it, you don't have farm policy anymore. Nothing's going to work very well. I want to stay with politics, but turn to two Senate races. One in Indiana, where Senator Luger was beaten in the primary, and the other in your state of Nebraska, where in the primary for the Senate, an outsider, Deborah Fisher, was able to win, even though she lives many miles from the population centers of the state. First with Senator Luger, what does that say about replacing a man who has been that valuable to agricultural policy for such a long time? That's a different time. You know, Ken, the world has changed since I was elected just a few short years ago. You know, I'm in my fourth year now, and um, uh, Senator Luger got all tangled up in where does he live and where's his residence and did he get back home enough, and on and on, and that really hurt him. And at the end of the day, that, I think, really was the deciding factor here, and people, I think, were 
thankful for the years of, of experience. They were thankful for the service he had given, but they were also ready to take the next step toward a different person. So there you have it. Uh, that can happen, and, and uh, in this case it did. Senator, tell us more on the Senate race that you think is shaping up in your state. It could be Senator Kerry, who a former governor and could come back as senator. But also, Deborah Fisher has now won the primary. She's from so far away from the population centers, and she kind of set in between the other two candidates. So how is it that she could win the majority to be able to run for the Senate on the Republican side? Yeah, Deb is a rancher. Her and her husband ranch near Valentine, Nebraska. Uh, when she comes to the Senate, she really will be one of the few in the United States Senate that has that real on-the-ground practical experience in agriculture. You're not going to have to brief Deb for sure about agriculture. She lives it every day. Uh, they are a ranch family, very respected ranch family. The other thing I would tell you in terms of what this race says, Deb kept her head on straight. She kept her feet firmly planted on the ground. She did not get all caught up in this, you know, trash the other guy sort of stuff. She told us what she stood for and what she wanted to do. She's going to be a thoughtful, um, just a common sense Midwestern conservative. Um, I think she brings a lot. I, I just think she'll be a great asset and no, don't forget the fact that she's been in the Nebraska legislature for two very successful terms. She's balanced the budget. The state doesn't borrow money. The unemployment rate is uh, 4%. Um, you know, we have no debt in the state. My goodness. Uh, let's bring some of that common sense to Washington. Uh, we desperately need it here. So I just think she's a wonderful candidate. Well, now that you've got her elected to the Senate, uh, <laughs> how about... Mr. Romney for president. I understand you are leading the Romney Aggies. Do you believe he can win your state and also the bulk of rural America? Yeah. Yeah, I am heading up uh, the Romney Aggies, uh, as you call it, and uh, Adam Putnam and I are, are doing that. He's uh, the Ag Commissioner down in Florida, former House member. So it's a team effort, and we've got a great team working with us. Um, he will win, Romney will win in Nebraska by 15 to 20 points. Um, it won't be that competitive. That kind of tells you why I'm so optimistic about Deb Fisher, too. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I rub elbows with people from all over the country because of the fact I did serve as the Secretary of Agriculture. I'll just sum it up by saying people want to change. Uh, that's where I think we're headed in this race. I think it looks very good for Mitt Romney. Senator Johans, I want to ask you one last question, and I really don't want a short answer to it, but I'd like a good answer. Would you consider being vice president with Mr. Romney? No, I wouldn't. You asked a very direct question, and I'm going to give you a very direct answer. Um, I love what I'm doing here. Ken, I'm not going to tell you I will do this forever. Uh, but having said that, I'm doing the right thing at the right point in my life. I had the great honor of being the Ag Secretary. Uh, it, it allowed me to get to know people who I now call friends in literally every state in the United States. Uh, I just couldn't be happier with where I'm at and couldn't be happier serving my 
the people in my home, you know, the state of Nebraska. So I'm just right where I'm at, very comfortable where I'm at. Senator Johans, I want to thank you for your openness and directness in answering these questions today. Agriculture values your service to the U.S. Department of Agriculture and continuing on now from the state of Nebraska. Thank you very much for being with us for AgriPulse Open Mic. Anytime. It's a pleasure. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by DuPont. I'm Ken Root.